What's up, Black Men Can't Jump comic book fans? James III here to talk to you about my comic series, Junior, available now on Kickstarter. The ghost with the most past due child support is back in four brand new issues of this semi-autobiographical supernatural comic series. It's got all sorts of spooky hijinks for fans of Beetlejuice, The Good Place, and The Mummy, stuff like that, and features award-winning artists from Marvel, DC, Dark Horse, and more. It's available on Kickstarter through June 9th. Go to ruleof3inc.com or follow me at ruleof3inc on IG for more details. Donate today! Forever Dog I wanted to talk about 80s comedies because they're just such a certain it's just it's just a it's such a like a unique brand of comedy that every time I watch it it's like it feels familiar and then it's also I think the probably the most problematic decade of, of comedy movies. But just in general, like as a as a genre of, you know, there was like certain people who were allowed to make comedies and movies and they and they made the same movie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would also say the era of blackface was. Right. Uh, no, 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 no. No. no? Okay. No. 80s sure. comedy, then minstrels. <laughs> then the original birth of a nation. <laughs> Okay. All right. Well, we know where Bray stands in terms of <laughs> but he know where the line is well, for Bray. It's funny though because there is an '80s blackface comedy. That's how that shows you where the '80s were at the time where they were still like right. They were doing still, everything. It's still that's okay true. for us to make a black. They had that's that movie. That movie Soul Man, which people have asked us to review, even though it stars a white man, but it is about a white man who is in blackface so that he could get into college. He literally, yeah, it's like. I guess when uh, when people really started to zone in on affirmative action and how that was unfair to white people. <laughs> well, and it was also, I feel like, very loosely based on uh, that book, Black Like Me, where the white wow. anthropologist goes and like takes some like skin darkening products oh so God. he could go live as a black person in like the 50s or something like that wait i don't know about this book there... <laughs> yeah what it's, it's <laughs> i'm looking this up right now. it's a non-fic this is a a person did this <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow like, okay i gotta learn i need to you know, it racism wow. seems like a bad thing, but I oh won't know it God. until I put on some makeup and <laughs> go live it. The cover of this book is a, a white man learns what it is like to live the life of a Negro by becoming one exclamation point. Yeah, I mean, that's a. I would be like, what the hell is this, this book? <laughs> what was, should he do? <laughs> this book was published after both of my parents were born. So th it's just one of those things where. You really do forget sometimes how like this was not that long ago at all. No, I don't, I don't know. I never forget. I, so. I stay remembering. <laughs> <laughs> There's a really great comic book cover that uh, I have somewhere, and there was this comic book called like Superman's Girlfriend Lois Lane. And uh -huh. <laughs> it was a whole comic book series. Couldn't just be Lois Lane. It was no no. <laughs> We got to qualify this. This is Superman's girlfriend. Uh, but there was one particular cover, and there were a few problematic ones, but there was one where uh, she 
you see her walking into a machine uh, and she's then walks out of it and she's black. And the story was called I Am Curious Black. And it's like she's saying something to the effect of like, to truly understand, I must spend the next 24 hours as a black person. Yeah. <laughs> when you Google Superman's girlfriend, Lois Lane, number 106 is one of the autofills. And that's, <laughs> that's, that's the cover of that one. And it look, this is amazing. I have to find this. Is it? I, yeah, I think I saw it and I bought a copy and have intended to frame it for a very long time. <laughs> I, oh my God. It's wow. That's, truly insane i sometimes get depressed when i think about these it's fun it's like if i stop laughing then i just start to get really sad <laughs> <laughs> to your point about the 80s blackface you talked about soul man but then there's also uh there's blackface in trading places there's blackface right. in i think it's silver streak is the richard Pryor gene wilder yep. movie where they do blackface uh <laughs> There's brown face with uh, Fisher Stevens in Short Circuit. That's or... what, yes, I was like the Johnny Five movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's also Remo Williams. Uh, there's uh, yellow face in that. Oh where Joel God. Gray, like dancer Joel Gray, plays an Asian man, an old Asian man. Oh, no. <laughs> Not Joel Gray. Yeah. <laughs> Not the wizard and I for the wicked. <laughs> not Joel Gray. Oh, wow. Not, All not right. The wizard and I. <laughs> I know there's a lot of Joel Gray fans yeah. out there. Especially who listen to our podcast. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. A lot of Joel Gray heads out there. The um, Venn diagram of people who love black movies and joel gray it's a lot it's a lot more overlap than you think the amount of times i've gone into a barber shop and somebody's just going on and on about joel gray <laughs> uh that reminds me that james was scared of uh barbershops oh i'm terrified of i'm still am i'm still terrified of barbershops <laughs> keep me out of them <laughs> i can't the energy is a lot for me and i'm <laughs> It's just the energy. It's just the general yeah, energy. The of a general energy shot. always has them running scared. <laughs> you know. Wow. Okay. See, because I was about to tell. I was about to let Wyatt in on my oh, insecurities, what? but then you had yeah. to go and do the oh, transition. Yeah. No, no, you could. No, you talk about. Yeah, talk about your. I was. I was helping you out there. I was. I was. You know, just talking about how when you go into a barbershop, you see everybody, you feel the energy, and then you know you're off running scared. I'm not doing this today. Not with you. Not you don't today. feel like a man-sized man. Yeah. When yeah. What was that song? All right. I... <laughs> oh, oh, man. Okay. James is done with this conversation. He's running I scared. Am. Okay. No, I did want to hear his barbershop thing. <laughs> I, mean, yeah, so I know, I. but you know what? But Bray had to, because see, he set me up for this, for the transition into the, the episode. And I, don't, I don't even want to, we'll talk about it later. Often, when, when we get off, the air I'll talk about. When James is back running scared, I don't know what I'm doing Stop anymore. Stop doing let's, this. Let's start <laughs> the show. Jonathan Raylock. James the Third. Drop Milligan. What more can I say? You know what it is. can jump. In Hollywood. I got 
cactus, man. Black cactus. All right, all right, all right, all right. Welcome to Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood. Hollywood City. That's dry. And I will do blat, blat, blat this this morning. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I You're will gonna do. You're going to do it like that? Yep, blatt, that's my bit for this blatt, for this blatt. morning. I'll do blah blah blah. I'm still butt hurt <laughs> by the way you set me up for this. Dude, that was so long ago. That was no, a whole that was, intro that was song the ago. Theme song ago. <laughs> All right. This is a different day. We started recording one day and then we had to stop. Yeah. And then pick it back up a yeah, few days we did later. A promo like uh like us and us. There were a lot of good lines in this movie, but there was just so much, like, sh- there was so much bl- shooting, like reckless shooting that I will, I will go with blat, blat, blat. Okay. There's like a period at the, you know, okay. like, yeah, that's right. my, All right, that's how fine. I will intro. Well, <laughs> for those of you listening for the first time, uh, this very professional, extremely hilarious, just one of the best overall voices you'll hear on <laughs> podcast radio is jonathan braylock okay and this voice <laughs> this voice is james the third draw's not here as you have heard by now yeah he He's was actually here. so upset by both my transition and the intro of myself that <laughs> he literally left and is no longer in the studio but we do have uh, an incredible guest uh with us today uh um, yes and in honor of Jira, I will do the Jira drums. Jira <laughs> drums. Hey, it's Wyatt Snack, everyone. <laughs> Wyatt Snack. You know him from Wyatt Snack's problem areas. You know him from The Daily Show, People of Earth, uh, you know, so a, a thousand other things. Welcome, Wyatt. Thank you so much for joining Thank us yeah. on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, it's funny when you say a thousand other things, because that sounds like I'm a person who has no job security. <laughs> no. Well, you know him from a lot of things, because he can't get all, one thing to stick. He can't be steady. I mean, I mean, isn't that the 99% of this industry? Like, nothing. There's very no, few things that's there. Now you're yeah. prolific. That's what yeah, it is. Yeah, you're it's prolific. About how you you know you just be you in mad stuff because you you prolific. You got that endless juices flowing. You know. Why sure. did you talk like yeah. that? Because I was trying to. That was my hype. I was hyping him up. Oh, that was your hype, man. <laughs> <laughs> I feel it. Thank, uh, you. thank you. Uh, Why it is known for his hype. Um, we are <laughs> doing running scared that this is a 1986 film uh starring gregory hines and billy crystal in a buddy cop movie let's see there's no rotten tomatoes because uh it didn't exist back then tomatoes Uh, didn't exist (laughs) um let's see box office it made 38.5 million dollars not bad i think i don't know i don't know what a film in the 1980s the comedy film it's supposed to make but i feel feel like like that was really good i feel like that was good yeah and this was like coming off of gregory hines he did white knights the year before and billy crystal obviously was a a a big star i forgot what what were the movies that i actually don't i the funny thing is billy crystal was always famous like when i was born he was already (laughs) famous so he's just one of those people who i just know as a famous person i don't really know from like the movies that he does (laughs) I know him from hosting the Oscars like 12 times. I don't know how many. Oh, well, I know Analyze This, but I don't know how many 
Billy Crystal movies I've actually seen, to be to be fair. You ain't seen City Slickers? Come on, brother. <laughs> City Slickers. When but Harry met it. Sally. All right, oh, hey, yes. When Harry met Sally. Yes. <laughs> but this was but this was before all those. Yeah, yeah. this uh, the, the things I just named were all after Princess Bride was was 87, which is also after he's in uh, Princess Spinal, Bride. Spinal Tap was 84. Um, so this might have been like his first big leading man. Right. Type of a movie. He was in he was yeah. on SNL. Right. But in terms of like movie. Yeah. Right. SNL is not a movie. <laughs> what? Wait, what do you it's mean? It's not. It's not. It's. It's. There's a different thing. There's television. Uh huh. And then there's movies. They're both screens. Right, but they're different screens. Yeah, I watch one of the screens on is my made laptop. Out of silver. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and the other cathode ray tube. <laughs> Got it. Got it. Okay. Well, all I know is that all the movies that uh, were nominated for Oscars, I watched on Netflix and Amazon. So it feels like <laughs> movies and TV are the same, but I'll take no, your word but they for turned, it. When you were watching them, they turned your television silver. Oh, okay. You could have, if you paused the movie and took it into a bank, mm-hmm. you could trade the screen in for money. <laughs> yeah. Sterling's? Or melt it down and make jewelry. And everybody does love some silver jewelry. That's, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, what else am I saying about this film? Nothing else. There's nothing else more to say. I think we can get into initial thoughts, right? Oh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Oh, did I tell people that we review black <laughs> films of leading black you, actors? You didn't talk about them in the concept We're, of race and diversity in Hollywood. Yeah, that's the, that's the, that's, that's what the logline, <laughs> that's the logline of our podcast. <laughs> um, but they know by now. They Everyone do know. Is, yeah. Why would you like to go first of your initial thoughts of running scared? Yeah. I mean, I feel like if you ever needed a movie that was like in, encapsulated why we need to defund the police, <laughs> <laughs> this movie embodies everything like this. They are the most corrupt cops. 100%. And yet everything they're doing, we're supposed to laugh and like. Oh, that's lovable. They had uh, the husband of a of a of a woman Gregory Hines is having an affair with. They have him falsely arrested so he can take her out on a date. <laughs> it's so funny because there were there were like these glimmer of moments in this movie where I was like, "Does this movie know that police are really bad?" Like it almost feel, <laughs> it, it, it almost feels like they're like. Like there's one, one part. I was like, "Whoa, what else are we gonna do? Like, not have police?" Like, I was like, I was like "Wait a minute, yes." Yeah, there's also that line where they're like, "We've been shooting a lot of people lately. I mean, maybe we're the problem." Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what it is. maybe maybe we're the problem. I was like, "Oh my god, yes." Yeah, but then they go out and just shoot more people. Yeah, no, yeah, I know they're still they're still shooting people. And they pass the baton on at the end. <laughs> yeah. But then didn't actually like the whole setup of the movie was that they're sick of being cops and they buy a bar in Florida and they're going to retire only to at the end decide they're not going to retire <laughs> after almost dying <laughs> several times, by the way. Yeah. They almost die at but least they three times. Love it. They love the rush, the rush of throwing cocaine over elevators and, sh- and, sh- and 
and blaming cops killing killing someone on the criminal. The, on the criminal. <laughs> yeah. When the when the when the undercover cops shoot Joey Pants, they say later that it was it was Jimmy Smith's. I couldn't believe that. Oh shit! I totally blanked on that. They're like he sh- he shot him in front of us. And we're like, no, he didn't. We all saw. <laughs> everyone watching this movie saw it. <laughs> right. Wow. And also, those cops didn't like they didn't get fined or suspended. <laughs> they're still on the job. Very active. Like, even though they're <laughs> undercover, it's still murder. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Oh, like uh, going undercover isn't like going to Vegas. It's just like, <laughs> oh, it doesn't count. Like, yeah, we were, uh, <laughs> international waters. This, this, so for me, this movie is, I, I, I actually think everybody should see it because it's on Amazon right now. So you could see it for free. It's, it is so interesting because it's very clear. And I read on Wikipedia that the director was like, I wanted to make a, like a, a cop movie that was funny but not stupid and also didn't have had action but didn't have a lot of killing like wasn't like gruesome and so and i was like and i was like okay that makes sense because when i was watching this movie i was like this movie doesn't really care that much about the cops that like it doesn't care about the about the intrigue or the plot really at all and it's not it's also like the comedy is very conversational. It just felt like a movie that was like about two friends. And you're like, all right, this movie's just about like two friends who are both problematic, but like they're just they're friends with each other and it's just like their lives and like that's it. But they're also two creepy friends. Yeah, they're they are. very they're creepily <laughs> close. Billy Crystal twice walks in on Gregory <laughs> Hines having sex and just hangs out. Neither what? of them bat not like he Yeah. <laughs> like, they're just like, all right. This well, is what we do. Yeah, it, it's very, it it's actually like it is very homoerotic in in, in certain senses, but it's not. Um, but they never they never go there. They they never, or at least they never like make those kinds of jokes. Which I feel like there's no like no homo moments, which was actually impressive to me because <laughs> I feel like these types of films will like make a couple of like gay jokes and then they didn't right. really do that. But these guys were like very buddy buddy and like like I think. We're supposed to believe, like, probably, like, having sex next to each other when they were down in Key West. You know what I mean? Oh, right. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, probably. Um, yeah. They they couldn't afford they couldn't afford two rooms. They just right. got one one room with two double beds. Yeah, and still pushed them together because they, they were like, "We're good friends. We're gonna want to high five in the middle of yeah. all this sex we're having <laughs> with a diff- with all these different ladies. All we're able to fucking." convinced to get on our yeah, scooters we're all we're picking these up because we're they had the one scene where they're both shirtless and like kind of like showing off the muscles that they have but i was just like they don't they're not is this i don't, I don't know i was confused billy crystal's also like you know i mean there's nothing wrong with short guys but he was like he's like five i don't know i was just picking up a lot of ladies <laughs> for a guy who's like okay in my opinion but you gotta get people that are short bray I don't have anything against your eye. <laughs> oh, that's so mean. I'm going to tell him you said that. I'll t- you mean I'll text he won't right listen now. to this podcast? <laughs> that's not a great endorsement for your podcast if your own podcast host won't listen to it. I I mean, I don't think he... I mean, if I'm... I, in, I listen to every episode. Yes. 
That's a good, that's a strong endorsement. <laughs> Even as you're shaking your head, no. Brave Wait, on listens to every episode. I do the, listen to I'm, the episodes I'm not on for sure, because I want to hear them and make uh, sure that they're not screwing up. My initial thoughts are just, they're not screwing up? I can't. I'm going <laughs> to. I love my, the delay on that. My initial thought uh, is everything that, yeah, like I couldn't get over. I kept trying to think about, like, had I seen this movie? Because this is my first time seeing it, watching it, watching it for this. And I kept trying to think, like, oh, had I, had I seen this movie beforehand? I, I, I don't know. Like the cop stuff would would bother me, but not in the same way. Like now it was just like <laughs> it was just frustrating and like and upsetting. And like like the fact that all of the stuff that they do in the in the open, like they we never see them. They never flash a badge. They're like going through his whole all of their cause for for arresting oh he has a mercedes we gotta arrest him <laughs> we gotta right. bust, let's bust him he has got a mercedes in, this, in the south side of chicago <laughs> i know i right. love it that's probable <laughs> cause they literally say that's probable they say cause. it's probable with fifty thousand dollars we must we gotta arrest this guy i mean that's a lot of money to just have in cash but that's that dude's like you're just going through this guy's um and they don't they don't even show a badge until they're being robbed which so much stuff happens up before that that it, i don't know like i just couldn't i kept trying to be like well but what if you would have seen this before and like would you have found some of this stuff funny there were a couple times that i actually laughed out loud and i will talk about them i guess when we when we, when we get to them but it was like beyond that it was it was all like cringe like i cringed for two hours you know it's so interesting because i don't know what it was it was just maybe it was just the fact that it was gregory hines and billy crystal and they're not like the prototypical cop types right and they're they had such an ease about them when they were like doing these roles that even though I don't actually believe this movie was self-aware or something yeah. in, in any actual way, it did like watching it now. It felt like, you know, uh, these cops knew that they were like not great or like or at least they were like <laughs> the, the movie was acknowledging that they uh, broke the law a lot, that they were getting subpoenaed all the time. Right. Yeah. And like that they were reckless. <laughs> right. And and these guys were just like, I don't know, like there weren't like these speeches, like there weren't too many like rah-rah speeches, like mm -hmm. any time, like even the one time where Gregory Hines was like, it's not fair. Like, you know, like how, how about, what about the, you know, the guy who like murdered his wife or I don't know, whatever criminal. That, yeah. That yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. He was getting like sued and right. he was, and he was like, uh, yeah, I, uh, yeah, that's, he got <laughs> served with papers cause right. uh, for police brutality. <laughs> For some police brutality, and and so and clearly not the first time that he's got served for papers because they like knew that it was count. You know what I mean? Like so, he's they've been served multiple times for police brutality, and and the and like their their chief also knew that they were breaking the law and like encouraged it, but like unofficially encouraged it because he knew. He, and it was just like who these people were and it, yeah i was just like oh man these are just like dumb people who like think that this is the way to go and they're wrong and they have that they have a moment again it's not really it's supposed to be a funny joke in the movie but that that moment when billy crystal's like maybe we're <laughs> maybe we're, yeah. we're the problem like yeah. i don't know there was something about it that made me feel like it, it didn't feel as bad as a lot of cop movies generally are because a lot of yeah. movies, a lot of these action movies, they're because they're so heavy on the action and they try to build up these heroes like like a 
diehard, right? Like, we're not supposed to be laughing at those kind of moments at all. We're supposed to really think that these people are heroic. Where at the end of the movie, like, I don't know, are people really walking away being like, man, Billy Crystal and Gregory Hines, like the epitome of heroes, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Well, there yeah. was, yeah, there's like a weird approachability. And to your point, it almost seems like it's a joke. Like the whole thing seems like a joke because right. they're not like these super ripped guys. And I always, I don't know, whenever I watch cop movies, I always remember Dana Carvey, the movie Bad Boys. I, I don't know if yeah. you all know this, but it was supposed to star Dana Carvey and John Lovitz. Yeah. <laughs> and That's so insane. <laughs> yeah. And I remember Dana Carvey, uh, I talked to him once and he was telling me stories about what it was like to prepare for that role. And then ultimately it all fell apart. But they, at the time, like Simpson and Bruckheimer were like, they wanted him to lift weights and get like ripped and all this shit. But that feels like, oh, that's where things started to shift where it was like, oh, get a, get a funny person, but you also have to turn them into like a muscle bound freak. Whereas (laughs) this was just like, no, no, just get two charming, yeah. funny people. <laughs> and it's just kind of ridiculous to see them run around with guns and then have to take their pants off for some reason because <laughs> it's a hostage situation where it's a pants for life situation. <laughs> well, see, he didn't have pants himself. You know what I mean? He didn't have pants himself. And then he needed to, you know. Sure. <laughs> But he could have he could have gone back into her house and like said, like, look, go get some pants. Get you've got some sweatpants laying around. I'll wear them. That's fine. I'm still going to get out of here and you're my hostage. But to do like a whole I'll trade you a life for some slacks. Right. And that and that the other two were debating whether or not they should get like Hines was like, I don't know. We should maybe just die. And again, like that's fu- like it is like that's part of the comedy. But. There is a way to look at this movie as like just a satire on, you know, like toxic masculinity, even though it's not that I know that's not the intention. Like, I don't like not really. You know what I mean? Like maybe a little bit, but like not. They didn't even have that terminology then. But, you know, I don't know. There was I don't know. It made it more bearable for me than like, you know, we we reviewed Ride Along like with you know, Kevin Hart and um, Ice Cube. And like, that movie's fun. And those act, those guys are fun. But like, that script is like, again, we're supposed to be laughing at the police brutality. Like, in, right. a, in a way, like, he's seriously like beating people up, you know? <laughs> like, and we're supposed yeah. to be like, haha, like, haha, right. this criminal's getting like, you know, <laughs> tortured. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, it's, it's pretty, yeah. This movie, this movie is wild, I think, because it's so... It doesn't feel like a movie. It feels like, I don't know what this guy, this director must have done something before this film because it doesn't feel like a movie that someone in the 80s would be like, oh yeah, this movie's going to make a lot of money. You know what I mean? Like it just, it feels so antithetical to buddy cop movies. Uh, Like they're still doing it, but they were like, let's just do our own thing. Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood is sponsored by BetterHelp. Guys, man, you know... I just had a job end, which, you know, I was very fortunate to have. But it's so funny how quickly stress starts to accumulate (laughs) when you're not working. 
It's too much. It's too much. It's heavy. You know. I got the I got the shakes. Um and you know the the heart palpitations, all of it. I I agree. I will say I've had the benefit of not being unemployed this long since 2009 and I what are we in April? Uh soon to be May and mm-hmm. I have not had a paycheck all of 2024. Uh, so this is the most stress I've ever had. My parents may need to get an aid and I'm like where who, who's coming to save the day so stress is high anxiety yeah. is high and you know sometimes to talk about this stress therapy can be a safe space like get that stuff off your chest figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down you know instead of just keeping it all bottled up and feeling like you have to hold everything inside i know therapy has helped me i, I kind of i almost look at it as like check in like Sometimes I'm just, I got a lot to say sometimes not so much, but it's like, it is super, super helpful. Yeah. I appreciate getting the, the tools to like, kind of understand my, the mechanism of how I'm, of how I'm behaving, you know, and reacting mm-hmm. in certain situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I use better help and Timothy black male therapist saves the day. Cause he gets it, man. I'm like, you know what? Thank you, bro. For sometimes it's just 30 minutes of just me rambling. And I'm like, Oh, you didn't even say hello yet. he's like keep going i'm like thank you yes if you're thinking of starting therapy give BetterHelp a try it's entirely online designed to be convenient and flexible it's suited to your schedule which is absolutely uh, essential these days all you got to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and you can get matched with a licensed therapist and if you want switch therapists anytime for no additional charge get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash jump today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash jump. You gotta jump to get that better help. Better help. Priceline presents Go to Your Happy Price. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. You can see yourself already there. It's beautiful. It might be sunny and sandy for some, neon and urban for others, deserts or rainforests or hiking trails. With Priceline, you can get to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else. Like up to 60% off select hotels to Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to Priceline.com and travel to your happy place for a happy price. All right, see ya. I'm off to Miami. No, actually, wow, look at that. No, I'm going to Hawaii now. Ooh, Cancun looks nice. You know what? Belize looks pretty nice this time of year. Or, mmm, Palm Springs. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, this is Tim Heidecker, and I'm glad to be back in Glendale, California, in the studio with my good friends DJ Doug Pound and Vic Berger for another episode of our podcast, Office Hours Live. This week, we had a very special guest, his golden messenger, who played a beautiful tune for us. We laughed, we had fun, and you should tune in to Office Hours Live this week, and quite frankly, every week on your podcast app of choice or at youtube.com slash Office Hours Live. So the beginning of this is just them playing basketball. Yeah. Or- them well, it on starts a with them. They're like on a stakeout of some yeah. kind. Yes, they're on a stakeout. Like, uh, and I guess they were waiting. I, were they waiting for Johnny Pants? Here, here's here's the thing. Pan, I don't think 
They were. It seemed like the vibe that I got was that they were just like, something's going to happen here. This this is a block where shit happens sometimes. And we're just going to wait around until some shit happens. Yes, I think that's right. Yeah, you know? I don't think <laughs> like, they were. It wasn't like an actual. They were just cops. They like, were profiling. They were going, right. let's just see if somebody rolls up in <laughs> in a Mercedes or whatever it was the, the car that he had. Let's just see if somebody is you know, wearing a coat that's too nice and let's run up on them. Yeah, and then they see they see uh, Joey Pants, uh, what was his name? Snipe? Snake. 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 Or yeah. Snape. I want to believe he was <laughs> yeah, a young was Snape. Severus Snake. <laughs> he had, you know, just gone on like a year abroad from Hogwarts just to <laughs> discover himself and he wound up in Chicago with pink hair. Yeah, with pink <laughs> hair, just helping push cocaine around town. Uh, so it was young Snape and uh, <laughs> and Julio. Young Snape is my Played favorite by- CBS sitcom. <laughs> Jimmy Smith's uh, having to play uh, this, I guess, drug pin kingpin guy. Yeah who had just gotten out of jail and was already back on top yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> real quickly driving around in a pink, what was it? Was it a Mercedes? I don't know. It was just it was a pink. Mercedes. Yeah. But before this, before they see them, they have this whole, like, <laughs> they have this whole thing where Billy Crystal just goes and grabs the ball from like 10 dudes who all are looked big. Um, and he's, and it's, he's just so small and he's running around with this ball and they're like, give me the ball, give me the ball and have the most patience I've ever seen street ballers have <laughs> for some random dude to steal their ball. Um, <laughs> and then they also I love all that look they- like grips. They look right. like the crew. <laughs> like, I think they wanted teenagers and then couldn't get any teenagers yeah, on no, the they day. Were, they were all grown men. Yeah. Yeah. Just a bunch of 40-year-old men who have nothing to do on a Tuesday at 11 in the morning. So they're just playing basketball in the middle of winter in Chicago. In Chicago. <laughs> Snowy-ass Chicago. Oh, and serious. And they also, I love that. They showed, like, Billy Crystal shoot and he missed badly and then he gets his own rebound and he's like got my own rebound though <laughs> and i was like they left that in because they definitely laughed when that like there was no way he was supposed to miss <laughs> but they were like oh that's that's relatable i feel like that precise moment told me what this movie was going to be because i was like they didn't have him be good at basketball they didn't ha- they didn't even have gregory hines be good at basketball like <laughs> like it was just trying to show that these two cops like didn't really know didn't like ha- like they were aimless they didn't have any they weren't really there for a purpose and they weren't like people you're supposed to look up to they're just two dudes <laughs> well they're literally two guys who don't play by the rules like these don't these 40 the year old men are playing basketball and billy crystal's <laughs> like i know there are rules to basketball but i'm going to ignore those take the ball dribble around then pass it to my friend who's not even on the court, who then <laughs> walks on the court and is traveling before like he starts boxing somebody out and 
Yeah, the whole thing. So what is you're very... saying is it's a, it's a it's a perfect introduction, like a perfect intro to these characters that we're going to spend the next couple hours with. Exactly. Yeah. No, I think the director. It was a brilliant choice by the director, who I should also say was a very good friend of O.J. Simpson. <laughs> wow. Just just needed to put that out. Just make yeah. sure everyone's on the same page. <laughs> his uh, his joke is that the first movie he ever made was Capricorn One, starring O.J. Simpson and Robert Blake. Uh, and it gave them, it was their first movies. And so maybe it wasn't his first movie, it was their first movies. And his joke is that he launched the career of two guys who would then go on to murder their wives. <laughs> Wow. Wow. Holy. <laughs> and this director is Peter Hyams. Yeah. Peter so, Hyams. And he was a supporter too. of OJ for a while. It took him it took him a long time to <laughs> be like, "All right, Juice, I don't believe you anymore. You did this shit." <laughs> Damn. Oh man. Yeah, I don't what was that a was Capricorn 1 a movie that people saw and liked? Yeah. No, Capricorn well, One was a big movie. There you go. I mean, he did a he did Outland. Yeah. He did a he, he's a he's a well regarded director. Yeah, Time Cop. Yeah, the Relic. Oscar right. winner, Time Cop. <laughs> Oscar winner, Time Cop. <laughs> um, and so then we have this whole scene with uh, Joey Pantalone who has a briefcase of fifty thousand dollars. By the way, they like. I, I'm trying to remember how they skirted around uh, coming into his place without a search warrant because he's like, "Do you have a search warrant?" And then, what did they? What was this? They Billy Crystal something. just put his foot in the door, and then Gregory Hines was like, "I'm just going to start shooting the door." Oh right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to start shooting the door, and it's going to have some holes in it. And if you're on the other side, you're going to have some holes in you too. Yeah, and then they and were a like, bunch of police departments were like. <laughs> Everyone go watch that movie. That's good police work. That's good police work. <laughs> he was like, we're going to bring you down. Why? On what charge? Assault on, a, assault on a cop's foot, on a police officer's foot. I feel like this scene lasted like legitimately 10 minutes. And I was like, what is happening? Because we're not finding out anything about the movie or the premise at all yet. And again, yeah. this premise doesn't come until halfway through the movie. Uh, <laughs> And it's just like these three guys, and then they wind up spending like a full day with Joe Pants. Yeah, and he oh, yeah. and and I liked that. Like he kept saying things like uh, Snake kept saying things like "You can't do this. This is this is wrong. You are not." Like he kept calling out that they weren't <laughs> like they, they they couldn't do it, and they also didn't have anything on him. What I liked about him in these scenes is like. He would be like, that's my money, but not in a way of like, oh, they're going to kill me if, if you take my money. He would just he was very calm, like he knew he he was within his rights to just have his money. And it was so frustrating how cavalier they were about it. But also, I feel like he I feel like he kind of won the lottery in this because in that beginning scene, like Jimmy Smith's and he both get out of this car and Jimmy Smith gives him the briefcase to hold and then notices the cops. And it's like, oh, shit, the cops are here. Everybody scatter. And yeah. Snake just kind of ran away with the briefcase. <laughs> yeah, and right. like, it just seemed like he had just been asked to hold this thing for a moment. And right. Jimmy, 
Jimmy Smits was running scared and then <laughs> left. And if Snake had just gotten away, he would have been living in Florida. Right. Uh, just with his... <laughs> It'd be a different movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. He instead ran to his apartment, I guess. Uh, and then and then they do this thing where they're like, they're like, all right, this is now a neighborhood watch. If you guys, uh, <laughs> you know, there's, there's, this guy has $50,000 in unmarked bills, you know, no lock on his door. It's really easy to break in. So you guys have to make sure you have to take care of him. And then after they say that, and all these guys gather around this place while these people are still there, which felt wild to me. <laughs> then they, then he's like, okay, take me in. You have to arrest me. Take me in. And then they just walked past them and there was no interaction of that at all. And I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> like, I don't understand. A part of me feels like there's scenes of this movie that haven't made it like out into the world. Like there's a Snyder cut of this movie. <laughs> right. That so. is just like the scene after that where they presumably now have to talk their way through this like throng of toughs that are all like you said there's fifty thousand dollars in that yeah. briefcase i already punched you earlier yeah, i know like, <laughs> yeah they don't, they don't like, care like yeah uh, billy crystal got punched on the basketball court and that guy isn't going to jail and face no repercussions for assaulting a cop which if i'm snake i gotta be fucking furious that, like <laughs> you should be taking him in with you hundred percent. Yeah. I also, there are a lot of moments in this movie where I was like, oh, they, I don't, I feel like not a lot of movies do this as much, but there was a lot of like criminals hesitating to kill cops, like real hesitation. Like, I don't know, like, are we going to do this? Like, and they, and Billy, and it's like Billy Crystal and Gary Hines knew that they would all hesitate. And so like had this like kind of confidence that it, feels absurd and i couldn't tell if it was the com like the comedy of the movie or just like this director was like no, no no in reality you know bad guys don't kill cops you know they wouldn't they wouldn't they wouldn't dare because they know what hell would be unleashed on them if they did they're all uh, cowards <laughs> <laughs> uh the mystery starts <laughs> where there's a, a guy who committed suicide and all the other cops are making jokes like, were you guys interrogating somebody on the roof? Yes. Right. <laughs> so it happened so much to a point where I was like, hold on, are they, they really asking him this? Yeah. <laughs> like, do they really want to know if they... <laughs> well, there's, I was like, are we supposed to assume that they've killed people before? <laughs> like, that these guys, these, everybody, like, literally all the other cops are like, were you on the roof this morning? <laughs> like, yeah. did you push this guy off the roof and calling it, look, we're, gonna, we're all going to call it a suicide, but just let us know. You did it, right? <laughs> and you're like, wow. <laughs> they didn't let it go. Like, it happens in that scene, and then the captain does it later. Like, like it just keeps... They don't... They do not let this go to a point that's, like, scary. Again, I feel like release the Snyder Cut to run and scared. <laughs> there are scenes that we don't see, which is, like, there's an opening scene where, yeah, they just behead somebody, and <laughs> they're just trying to get answers, and... They just, yeah, lop a dude's head off. I feel like in, a, in most movies, this would be the start of, like, they're like, who is it? And they find out who it is there at the scene. And they're like, oh, my God, like, that's somebody we knew. What's going on? Like, this is deeper, blah, blah, blah. But it wasn't really played like that. It was like, they kind of were like, 
Oh, it's kind of a coincidence. Anyway, I got to go to my aunt's funeral. You come in with, like, we're taking you with us, Joey Pants. And, and yeah. then I was like, wait, what? And then they really go to his right. aunt's funeral. I was like, wait, it's, it's really his aunt's funeral? <laughs> <laughs> like, they, it But just they missed the service. They're they only the service there for the, like, burial. Like, and, like, not even, like, they're, like, there for, like, I feel like the, the, everything ends, like, two minutes later, like... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is abuse. This is abuse of this guy's rights. Like, why are they taking him? Why? Why are they taking him? Have yeah. to be uh, handcuffed. Just he's. It's demeaning, demoralizing. Yes, he's handcuffed to Gregory Hines the whole time. The priest is like, Ugh, "Don't touch me!" After he sees the the handcuffs, it's just like he didn't deserve. I don't know what type of guy Snake is, but he doesn't deserve this. He seems like a misunderstood guy. I mean, yes, he's just a guy who, you know, he's into music. He seems like he's probably <laughs> in a band that 50 grand was going to, you know, get him and his band some studio time. Mm, now, no, I will say at the funeral, my uh, favorite moment was when Billy Crystal's character, who I feel like I didn't learn his name until 45 minutes in, uh, Danny Costanzo. Oh, that's right. When uh, he, he was getting served. <laughs> yeah. He sees his one living aunt and is like, hey, Aunt Sophie, good to see you. Whatever. They exchange pleasantries. And then Gregory Hines says, hey, Aunt Sophie. And she just looks him dead in the eyes and she's like, I'm not your aunt. <laughs> <laughs> and then just keeps it moving in this way that's like... I feel like you're a racist. Like, <laughs> I think so. Like, you denied that with such vitriol in a way yeah. that just makes it feel like I would never, I could never. Yeah. No, <clears throat> there's no way any blood of mine is anything near a zip code of your blood. Get away from me, mud man. Ah! Yeah, that speech actually is in the Snyder Cut version of uh, yeah. Running Scared. Uh, no, 100%, because, especially because the ex-wife seems to be very friendly with Gregory Hines and like, like he's they the They kiss on the mouth! Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah they yeah. do. She, they, well, and how long had they been partners, right? Presumably 16 years. Yeah, yeah, 15, 16 years, yeah. They clearly like love each other. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, so it seems like like... Gregory's a good guy to Billy's friends and family. So for his aunt, that aunt to be like, you're not, she has to be racist. Like, yeah, no, like there's nothing. Yeah. yeah. And there's, it might've been improv and it, it might just be that actress was racist. That was the first thing she came up with. <laughs> oh my God. I, I have no idea. I'm just kidding. I, uh, no, no disrespect to whoever she is. There's no way she's still alive. Um, I'm going close. Oh what? I'm just saying numbers wise. Uh, like, let's be right. real. Well, I didn't like any close. of that. It was, so. it was her. It was one of her first roles. <laughs> it was Glenn Close. Yeah. It was Glenn Close. <laughs> what was her name? Aunt, Aunt Sophie? I think it was uh, Aunt Sophie. Yeah. 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 She died in 2012. See? Um, don't say see oh. all right let's move on what happened to the next was it just because like obama got reelected and <laughs> oh she was like God. i'm out. not my president uh, 
<laughs> she was able to survive uh, the first four years, but she couldn't do another four. Why did I have to be present for this? <laughs> this, yeah. is, this is hurting my insides to think um, about. Uh, hurting your insides because of all the laughter. Um, <laughs> guys, uh, so we finally maybe get to a. S- oh, wait, no. No, no, no. There's another scene. There's a scene. There's the scene where they get, they get, um, you know, uh, well, I was going to say stuck mugged. up. They get mugged they by. They get mugged, yeah, yeah. These two, these two guys. Before they go back to the precinct. These guys have real guns, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, th- yeah, yeah. But they've got like, uh, I can't remember what it's called. It's like a zip silencer or something like that when you right. put like uh, some cardboard tubes and shit around the barrel. So the guns looked like they were made of boxes. Right. Yeah, they did. And this was the first instance of th- them literally just like telling these people that they were cops and going like, what are you going to do? Like, I dare you to shoot me. And I was like, what is stopping these people (laughs) from shooting these cops? Like, who is going to, like, there's nobody around. Like, how would they, I don't know. It just felt, it just was, it just, (laughs) I don't know. But But what got me was as they were driving away, (laughs) when the car started driving towards them, they just emptied their (laughs) their guns (laughs) into the car. Like, the guy's, never fired a weapon like the other guys never fired a weapon they were just driving away from it didn't even it didn't even have the the like retelling it i'm like oh maybe it was that they were towards them driving towards them right but like in the in watching it it was like no it just feels like they're trying (laughs) it does not feel like the cops are in any danger they're just firing directly into the windshield and we are lucky the glass doesn't break and they don't kill them also, the guys who robbed or tried to rob uh, Gregory Hines and Billy Crystal had a nicer car. <laughs> like, they seemed like they were more well off. They literally than, had a nicer like, car. They should have, after seeing the car that these guys were getting out of, been like, hey, do you guys need anything? Like, this is a stick up. But if you need something, you let us know. Because... We can go rob some other people around this funeral because you know where's a hotbed of money, a funeral. <laughs> people come out of funerals, they they usually are carrying briefcases of $50,000. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so this was, oh, we did get the nice, that scene that's in the trailer of, of them doing the squat and Gregory Hines does truly... <laughs> the craziest squat and shoot I've, I have ever seen in my Hell life. Yeah. He's a dancer. You gotta, you gotta make sure you are sturdy when you, you know, because there's a lot of kickback on the on the pistol. He's just you know? like full legs, full spread. It's it's quite funny. <laughs> and then they find out. Then they get back to their precinct to find out that after the whole rigmarole with getting trying to get served, uh, <laughs> that the guy who was killed was a cop, and they have to like figure out who did it. Now yeah. they care. They did not care. They before. didn't care before. They were making jokes. They yes. were making. They were still making jokes because they were like, "Oh, we found out what happened to that that body," and they were like, "Oh yeah, did they? You know, uh, yeah, was it a cement death by cement? <laughs> like, right. Blah blah blah. No, he drowned. Wow, he drowned. He can't swim in water or cement. That's a tough luck." And they're like, "It was a cop." And then they're like, "I'm so sorry." Fuck. <laughs> yeah. It matters now. <laughs> 
Oh, you mean a, a human life was <laughs> expunged? A blue oh life died? <laughs> yeah. Because they're the only ones that matter. I mean, it's so obvious. Yeah. <laughs> when they're getting served, they, the guy's like just trying to figure out who to give it to. And he gives it to Snake. And he's like, I'm one of the abused. He like literally yeah. says like, he's I'm like, one of the abused. And he yeah, Are you a lawyer? Can I get your card? Yeah. That guy just walks away. <laughs> What's funny, too, though, is like the cop that gets killed. To your point, he was drowned and then thrown off a roof like that's that would be the mystery. Like, I feel like there's a Sherlock that's just built around like somebody was drowned and then thrown off of something. Where did they really die and why were they killed in such a bizarre fashion? Right. And you would think like. Oh, okay. This is an interesting movie. It's clearly Hydro Man and the Vulture working together, <laughs> and these guys have to stop it because Spider Man's out of town. Right. <laughs> yeah. No. It, like even in regular cop films, like this is one of those things where you like you find out like that the cop was dirty, and then then you think that this was the person who he was working with, and then you find out like that's not actually the person they were working with. It's this other person, and there's this insider, and blah blah blah. Literally, none of that. Like. They they're like, okay, we gotta find this guy. I bet it's this other dude. And then they go to that other dude and it, the guy's like, Yeah, it was me. I killed that cop. And I was like, Oh, so the oh well that mystery's it's solved now. It's it's over. We know who did it. It was Jimmy Smith. I do have a weird theory about this movie, which is that it's not really a cop movie. It's actually a rom com <laughs> about Billy Crystal trying to get back with his ex-wife and the way that it's being done is uh, an angel-hearted drug dealer basically (laughs) uh, creates a bunch of chaos in the city and threatens a bunch of people's lives so to try to get these two lovers back together. That is actually an interesting movie. Uh, <laughs> and if you really squint, you can see it in, in this one that we've watched. <laughs> Even though we know nothing about Billy Crystal's ex-wife. like at, There's like three scenes with her yeah. before she's a damsel in distress. It, it's, it's funny, though, because I, I thought you were going to say it was a rom-com between these two guys. Uh, and I realized there's not much there's not much conflict between them. And usually yeah, they don't break. They don't break up. They, there's they never no moment up. where they break up, which I feel like you you kind of need in these movies too. You like yeah. need that moment where the buddies break up and they're like against each other, you know, so that they but they have to come back together because they took my wife or whatever it is, you know. But it didn't happen. I feel like yeah. they're only. I feel like they're only like breakups per se are just every time that uh, Gregory Hines is having sex. And because it's it's almost like he's put a sock on the door and told Billy Crystal, don't come in. And Billy Crystal's upset. And then after a while, is like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm coming in and I'm going to sit on the bed with them. And when he's done doing whatever he's doing, then we can go back to having fun time bro hang. It's literally what happens in this movie. <laughs> it's so it is it's so this movie definitely does not follow most basic movie structure (laughs) because it's like we don't we we get a mystery but then we realize like that's not even the thing they almost get killed there were undercover cops who were there which doesn't make any sense by the way unless they were 
And like those undercover cops were regular police officers. They weren't even like FBI. Like they were (laughs) undercover Chicago police officers who are new, who are young. (laughs) And then later on, the the chief is like, okay, take these guys under your wing so they can learn from you. And I'm like, these people just did like a huge mission and now you're going to teach them like I don't right. what but there was also the chief said something about the DEA being involved and we never see the right. DEA never yeah and it doesn't and that doesn't even make sense um again <laughs> i'm going to say it again release the john schneider cut <laughs> yeah and I, and then they capture jimmy smiths like again pretty easily like <laughs> Uh, and, and yeah, after Joey Pants dies and, and then after that, they're just like, all right, we almost died. We should retire. And there's a scene of them arguing. And then within the scene, they're like, yeah, no, he's like, yeah, we should retire. And then they go to Key West. And I was like, what is this movie about? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it feels very much like that. Like, um, they're like, we just have to go to Key West because it's cool in Beverly Hills Cop when he goes to Beverly Hills and it's a different vibe for a little bit. You know, like, it felt like they just wanted to do that. (laughs) Like, let's have a scene where, you know, we're seeing a bunch of women in bikinis and like, they're laughing and having fun. And, and then that's it, you know, like, just, just to have this moment, we're going (laughs) to... I will say we I bought this Michael McDonald song and we got to use it. I know, my goodness, they love these songs. Um, I will say I did legitimately. I thought that was like very very funny when they came out. Uh and everybody's looking at the sunset and they're like, "What are you looking at? Is there a body? Is there a body?" And they're like, "No, the sun is setting." And they're like, "Haha, very funny. What so what's going on?" No. <laughs> yeah. We were watching the sunset and he's like, "The sun sets every day." I know, we watch it every day. What? All right, I guess. All right, I'll, I guess we'll check this out. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that is such a great. That is a that is a great like little poke of fun of like city people because it's it's true. Like, there's always so much, so many things happening that it's very rare that people just take the time to just watch a sunset. Uh, and it did look incredible. Like the sunset was beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> was like, I don't know if y'all clocked this, but this montage that happens after this, we only see women of color with Gregory Hines <laughs> and we only see the whitest of women with Billy Crystal and they and even though they they're they're there's it, one white woman that was with Gregory Hines on the yes, back of the bike. Yes, and yeah. I was like, I bet if I rewind this and like look real close, I'll see exotic features <laughs> that, would, <laughs> that would suggest <laughs> but it but it's a montage of different women, but they were like yeah, but we can't. <laughs> we can't have a we white guy with a with a POC woman. <laughs> we, we never see him. Every anytime he's in the bed with a woman, it's with a it's it's with a woman of color. I mean, this was such. I mean, like, I, like again, just classic eighties. Just like they're like, all right, you get the women in the roller skates and those like high waist uh, bikinis, and um, this is like every man, you know, every average man's dream, like. You know, they just get to chill with your bro and have a bunch of sex and drink some beer and like, you know, be in Key West. Well, a bunch of ladies wear what look like uncomfortably fitting <laughs> swimsuits and just too high waisted. It really just yeah. seems like it's digging right into your pelvic bones. Um, I will say again, because I do, I feel like, I feel like if anything, we should 
try to find a way to reach out to Peter Hyams to get the Snyder cut of this because <laughs> there is in uh, in that montage the first thing the weird scene where they're fishing and Billy Crystal is pouring beer down Gregory Hines's throat as he yells fish. Uh, there's a moment where they want like some two ladies, two white ladies show up with food and it's like, Hey, we don't need to fish anymore. We can just go with these ladies on this boat and eat. But then Gregory Hines gets up and he's wearing bikini briefs. Oh, right. Yeah. And it was just like, Whoa, what was this whole bikini brief scene like? <laughs> like Billy Crystal's wearing swim trunks. Like what what did we miss here that happened? There, there's another scene where he's wearing that shirt that's like cut up at the at the mid you know what I mean? I forgot what yeah. type of shirt. But that was like that was that was, that was a thing. That was that, that was fashion. I, I was like, my man, he's doing it right now. <laughs> yeah, when he had the midriff and he had on like the three quarter length pants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! Uh, and then Billy Crystal had jean shorts that he rolled the he rolled the cuffs of them like rolled them into cuffs to turn them into like short shorts. <laughs> yeah, when he was they on are, roller skates, they just looked so happy. Yeah, and uh, then they came back to Chicago and they were like, "Yeah, that was another funny moment in the." They're in the taxi and they're like, man, some of these people just need to slow down. <laughs> yeah. And then they are still on skates in Chicago. Yeah. Like they just <laughs> go skate like across the street and they never mention it again. Uh, I do feel like, again, in the conversation of defunding the police, if you were to show every police station uh, just the video of those guys in Key West and said, like, look, if we put resources to other things, yeah, a lot of you won't be cops anymore, but you know what you'll get to do is put on short shorts and go roller skate around and live your best <laughs> life in Key West. And that'll somehow, that'll be better. That's money that now can go into schools. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I really feel like this film was, in a weird way, the most accurate portrayal of cops I've ever seen because it's like, this is exactly, like both in terms of like, the fact that they're <laughs> they don't know they really don't know what they're doing they're absolutely reckless um they're clearly like brutalizing people and like and their philosophy on it like you know like oh we're we're helping clean up these we're helping clean up these streets and like they're they're not really you know and they like kind of know that but like that's just what they have to believe and then like even even when they're talking about retiring gregory hines is like okay but like we better get like we better get stuck up at the bar like a couple of times. Like I need some action in my life. Like right. I need a I need somebody to point a gun at me. Like I like getting shot at. And you're like, there are definitely real cops who like you know what I mean. Like who are yeah. waiting for those moments to happen. Um, not all police officers. Um, I my <laughs> my brother-in-law is a police officer, but uh, but uh, it's it is. Does he listen to the podcast? He, he I'm sure he listens to it every week. No, <laughs> just like James and I do. Yep. Uh, <laughs> you hear that, sponsors? Every week. <laughs> um, Wait, is he a sponsor? Yeah. Is yeah. his department? Is yeah, his yeah. department a sponsor? Uh, San Francisco Police Department is a sponsor. Um, uh, but no, I mean, the, 
anyway, they get they get back they get back to Chicago and they find out that Jimmy Smith has been able to go free for I don't understand the reason. I, I like even if they can't get him on some don't of they the say he just they say like he made bail, just something like that, which is like he could there's ba- like they set a bail and he could do that like <laughs> It made no sense to me. I was like, there are so many charges they could have gotten this guy on. Even if he didn't shoot, what's his name? He clearly ordered him to be shot. And right. then he he was going to kill these other two cops. And we see him like, didn't they? Wait, did the pants scene happen before this or after? Oh, no, it was after. That movie. Yeah. But also presumably the two cops who'd been undercover this whole yeah. time, they've had to have gotten they, something. Yeah. Uh, come on. And their guns were there. They saw the sh- those shipment of guns. Like, I don't I, I don't get how they didn't have enough evidence on them at all. I just don't understand that. Um, anyway. Right. It felt like that thing of like it needed to be specifically the drug. Like they needed to catch the drugs. him yeah. doing that. Right. And it, if they don't do that, then everything else is worthless, which is a thing right. that happens all the time in movies. And I wonder how you know, I wonder how real that is. Like, it's 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 in every every movie with an undercover cop. It's like if we don't get them, you know, with with we don't catch them with the drugs in their hand mid mid delivery. Right. <laughs> like, right. Like, then be, then they'll go free. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. Presumably, it has to happen. It does happen. Uh, Sometimes. And I do know when they're building huge cases, they like they collect all this evidence so they can nail all these people at the same time. Like they 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 yeah. do like take down whole factions of gangs at the same time. But like, I don't know, it was a weird it, anyway, even this. The, so the, the I feel like the pants scene was soon after this. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I can't remember <laughs> what happened before because this was a this was the like this was the scene that it was like oh they're de- they are they're definitely on edge now like right but i can't remember what happened before that but they people had already car. been like oh, okay yeah yeah they steal his yeah. car and then gregory hines flips off a child <laughs> right <laughs> that was funny <laughs> it was it made no sense but it, it was, was funny it made no sense but that little kid like keep keeping pe- peeking they, in and doing all these different middle they fingers threaten, they threaten them with calling immigration like right before yeah. that so it's like it i would have thought him flipping off the kid was funny had it had had the moment right before was it you want immigration to come in here right she 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 gives information that like could have could lead to her death like she could she could die for telling you anything and but you threaten uh, you threaten immigration and then you and then you flip off a kid and we're supposed to be like hilarious <laughs> like right. this is so funny their livelihood is has been ruined but but so funny that you flipped off that kid <laughs> yeah yeah they're terrible people <laughs> <laughs> I mean, clearly. And then they, and then we have this moment where, yeah, after they driving around the car and they see this little kid run and they're like, okay, that's it. That's the kid. And they, uh, follow him up to wherever this guy's staying and they burst in and <laughs> there's guns pointed at them. Uh, I, yeah, Billy Crystal goes in first and he has three guns pointed at him and then Gregory Hines comes in. And then we have another scene where, <laughs> <laughs> these people with guns <laughs> are like ah, we can shoot them but should we yeah <laughs> i'm just like what 
It's a moral dilemma. <laughs> do we really like, want do we really want death on our hands? We're just yeah. a criminal organization that sells <laughs> drugs and dele- moves illegal guns across state lines. Like yeah. that's what we do. What those guns are being used for, hey, once they're out of our hands, we have no connection to <laughs> yeah. it. But do we want to get our actual hands dirty? Oh. I don't know. Uh and then also, did those guys ever get a... I, I understand he puts handcuffs on them, but then they both leave those men and don't come back for a while. This was the backup, though. This was the, this was the time they called backup. So, so like, yes, those the guys... Backup doesn't, the backup doesn't... Cu- the whole pants scene happens before the backup comes. Oh, right. So maybe there's a chance that those guys... like. But maybe, I mean, I, I assume that they didn't. But You're I, talking about the guys that they just like handcuffed to places on the couch. Yeah. and said like, don't say anything yeah. or <laughs> we'll shoot you. Uh, yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, and then we have a hostage situation with the pants, as, as previously talked about, and yeah. they don't want to get their pants. They're both wearing long johns under, which is very realistic for Chicago, I will say. Chicago wind, man. Whew. This was another scene that I wanted to laugh at because of just because of how uh how upset about taking his pants off <laughs> Gregory Hines was gonna be. Like he was so against we get to keep our pants, man. We no, you know, like he like was so upset. But then he was just Billy in Key West kept in, saying, a, in, like, a, in, a, in a swimming trunks. <laughs> well, but but he but specifically the thing that got me was that he kept saying like, "We're gonna." He has a hostage. We gotta risk it. <laughs> like, we, gotta, <laughs> we gotta risk this woman's life. We can. I can't even see him clearly. We gotta try, right? Yeah. It's better than to keep our pants on. What? No, take your pants off. It's still something. the South Side of Chicago. Like it's fine. <laughs> yeah. It's not. If it's not like this is happening on the North Side. Are you saying a Southside's person, uh, their life is worth more than my pants? Feel <laughs> oh, these no. pants. This is good corduroy. Oh, no. That's in the Snyder cut of this. Him, yeah. Him, uh, him, again, him just... release, the, release the Snyder cut, uh, Peter Hyams. OJ would want you to do it. Also, I do think we're supposed to be like impressed by the fact that they have never called for backup before and then like when the other cops are like well you never call for backup it had to be something real bad this time and then later on when they're with the other two guys and they're like should we call for backup and they're like oh you want to call for backup <laughs> like yeah. I was like I, like I was like what they did the <laughs> same kind of razzing when, when oh, they were you getting sissy you want to <laughs> yeah, call for the... backup they did the same razzing when they were getting um vests like every time they tried to to log out a, a a vest they were like oh what do you you know you could get shot in the face too right oh <laughs> let me only guess you babies. have lower back problems too <laughs> like <laughs> only babies wear bulletproof vests <laughs> although then billy crystal got shot by a cop yeah. and then that cop was not apologetic no. in any way shape or form yeah and in fact was host- was still hostile it yeah. was like well, you're gonna shoot me. To, to your point, Jonathan, as far as it feeling like accurate to real life, I feel like there have been many stories about police yeah. going into places, firing guns, and hitting each other. So yeah. that wow. does track. It feels. It feels, and it feels like they would be like, "Hey, I mean, sorry, but like, dude, you were wearing a vest. It doesn't matter." Yeah, <laughs> yeah but all, yeah. and then they, okay, and then they. 
rag on him for not being a better shot. Like you, right. you were at point blank range and you didn't kill me. Like <laughs> what? That uh, happens. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's just such a, that's why I was like, wow, this is, it's just like, it's so clearly toxic that it's, it's comedic, but it doesn't feel unrealistic. It feels like, it's not like, oh, police would never behave this way. It's like, no, this is exactly how police behave. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I don't know if this is just me being naive, but I kept, I kept waiting for those two undercover cops to be, to be bad, bad. because Same. like, because they in a in a regular movie they would be they yeah right right uh, uh, they shoot when they shoot snake they shoot him immediately like there's no they didn't need to <laughs> they right. didn't need to and then and then shooting um Billy Crystal in, th- in that moment I was like oh wait hold on is this is this the moment when it's finally happening like and then we learned that like they were but then no it was just that he it was just an accident you know it was also weird to watch uh the those cops that uh the undercover cops because one of them was on seinfeld <laughs> and yes he was like that's what i knew from he was like a homeless guy that uh kramer gave some tupperware to and uh and then kramer didn't uh, he didn't want to give the tupperware back because he was like you don't give back tupperware and then i think at some point he also had like George's toupee and maybe was doing something. He may have done like a few episodes because he may have also been part of Kramer's weird uh, rickshaw business, the sort of public transportation rickshaw. And mm-hmm. so I was like, oh, that guy from Seinfeld. And then there was like another guy from Seinfeld who shows up in it uh, as well. He was like one of the cops. Like he was like the Q branch of the police department that took their beat up piece of shit car and turned it into a state-of-the-art taxi cab oh my god yes uh, i found him it's uh john Gre- grice grease yeah. g-r-i-e-s he's been in a lot of stuff he's very recognizable uh yeah anyway so then we get uh after that after that shootout scene then there's like they find they have this guy they what did they how did they coerce him to give up the information i'm trying to remember oh they, oh he he was like i i can't go they to knew jail, his dad <laughs> they knew his dad they're like your dad always used to squeal like well the, you, i think what happened was that like they were gonna they yeah right that's why they took they took him to a side because they were like we're gonna get information out of him and then yeah. he but then he volunteered to just like let me <laughs> I can't go to jail. I'll tell you right. literally anything. <laughs> right. And then he's like, we'll let you go. Also, I guess he got away because they found they he's there later on. Even yeah, though he's the he's he's the tattoo artist. And then he's also um, and then he's also at the wherever the building is. Right. They, but, but when yeah. they undo the handcuffs, they're like, get him. They're the cops were right behind him. How did he get away? <laughs> My man was fast. He was quick. He was quick. Uh, yeah, we have the whole um, uh, the scene with the the airport, and they go to the airport, and uh, but there's there's jugs on the airport. <laughs> there are cops are already there, and so they feel bad because they're not getting the credit, even though they didn't want the credit. Just again, just the toxic male ego, <laughs> uh, and then they. Then they leave, but then they see they just chance upon Jimmy Smith's 
<laughs> like as they're leaving, um, talking to uh, a priest and a nun, uh, and he's he runs away. They follow him in the in their new undercover car, which is a taxi now with bulletproof windows that can't roll down. <laughs> Um, and then this is truly the wildest chase scene, like just in terms of the fact that it felt it wasn't for me exciting as a car chase scene, but it went on for a very long time. Man, and they there were was, on the tracks. <laughs> there was a long part of it where they're on the tracks and it just looks like a like a video game. Like it looks like it looks like when when uh uh, amusement rides come out with new roller coasters right. and they like try to show you what the ride is going to be like yeah. man i don't know i was hyped for this part this part i was like what is going <laughs> it was so nonsensical i couldn't believe they were not only were they riding on the tracks but they could switch they would switch <laughs> like they, they, they were tracks. able to to drive on the where the where the lanes would switch i don't know how they did that it was cra- and then they and then the next scene, the car is just off. All the point of view footage is, to Jonathan's point, it's all just the camera is on a train. Like, it's not yeah. on the car. It's it very is very clearly, this has been shot on a train. And you see it just traveling <laughs> like like a train would. And then they cut to them. And they're just, like, <laughs> shaking. like It was too much. It's- I loved it. This was great. <laughs> this this part made it made no sense, and it was awesome. <laughs> it was a great commercial for the L train. Yeah, and what and whatever those tires were yes. to all for on both cars to hold up. There was that part where they shoot at the bulletproof glass windows, and they're like, ah ha ha ha, and then they they're like, oh, they can't roll down. I'm gonna kill them because <laughs> they can't shoot back. I, I just it was. I also don't understand how they got out of that car in time. And out up out of the train tracks. Yeah, no, um, this was great. I couldn't believe okay. it. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Oh, <laughs> when they point, got into how... the the trash compactor car. Well, that's another. No, that or part. Too, okay, scene. see, this is what this cause this is what happened with the, the movie. The, yeah, I was like fully against it. I was, I was I was against the movie for the first what this is probably an hour and twenty minutes. Then they drive the car on the train tracks. I was like, oh, this is crazy. Then the then the then the garbage can just picks them up. I was like, oh, there was just too much crazy stuff. Gregory Hines scales a building. <laughs> he scales a building with window washer. I uh, that a, was. A- <laughs> But I was I was hooked at this point. At this point, I was like, "Yes, running scared." So this is funny. the best buddy cop movie I've ever seen. I feel like <laughs> that's so funny. I feel like whatever the more they went into like the actual action, the less the the more I came out of the movie because I was like, "Don't try to be a real movie. You're not. <laughs> you haven't been this whole time." Don't. No, they were like they were like, "What you don't know is we got some crazy shit happening in the third act of this movie. It's about to be insane." <laughs> the whole second half of the movie is nonsense and it was great how did they ever get that taxi off those trains <laughs> they would have had to drive it backwards or yeah. like lift it out somehow you know right like, i think we're supposed to believe that they drove back the other way and uh, didn't get out of the car to follow those guys for no real for reason no other- reason for no reason <laughs> i love that we got two fa- like we got the scene of them with the their chief and then the the nun and the priest where they're apologizing and then they're like it's just that he's using you to smuggle drugs and they take out the, they take out these bags and then it's like it's sand 
Which, by the way, doesn't make it's like it, if that is the case, it's like the, this is sand, which it makes sense for for it to be hidden. But wouldn't these people go like, okay, were we were we set up? I don't know. It just felt like it. It begged more questions to why is sand no, but hidden? They, in they love him. Figures? You know what I mean? They love him. He is a he is a right. He's a good boy. avid supporter. You know they yeah. they and they are people of the cloth. They 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 believe in the in the best <laughs> I in, in in everyone. <laughs> I have a theory about the sand. I think the idea because they. Uh, they had all this pottery in their luggage yeah. and I was, I had thought, okay, there are these bags of sand in there and they thought it was cocaine. And then they find out it's sand. I thought the excuse they were going to say was you put a bag of sand in like a vase so that it has like, uh, it's filled on the inside so it doesn't mm-hmm. get crushed in in travel and so that's so that was like that's where i was like oh okay i see how you could explain away the sand as like oh it's like padding it's filling out the it's filling out this vase got Uh, it that was just that's just me i like that i like that explanation i the other thing that i just thought of was the weight but i don't know if that makes any sense (laughs) i don't know why that would (laughs) matter pay yeah you are gonna pay more to travel sand (laughs) But then we're supposed Columbia. to believe that the the pottery itself was made of cocaine. Yes. Yeah. Is it- <laughs> yeah. Which uh, you're gonna have to take a loss on any of the cocaine that you painted. <laughs> like that's just that's just a straight loss right there. <laughs> when they broke it up and they were like, "This is the cocaine," I literally was like, How? Co- "Is cocaine a substance in which you can make pottery from?" Yeah, baby. <laughs> is up. it? I don't. <laughs> I just. Yeah, you've Truly? never really never gone <laughs> every year they have a cocaine sandcastle building competition <laughs> in Miami. It's uh it's oh. it's great. Uh I watch it, it's on ESPN two every uh, every year. Um, Why you think they call it Pier One Imports? <laughs> you know, because that's just imported, baby. You know. I don't like it. <laughs> I yeah, did no, like I- when they crushed it. I feel like most movies, when somebody needs to know whether something's cocaine, they take a little bit and they like lick it or put it on their teeth. Yeah, they sniffed it. (laughs) They just sniffed it and they were like, "Yes, cocaine." (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah. So there's also that to take into account that the rest of the movie is just them coked up. Which does make sense, actually. Yeah, that's why Gregory Hines is going to get on a window washer's like uh, <laughs> pulley system and just go swinging around a giant mall shooting an Uzi. He's on <laughs> cocaine. He's like, yeah, I could do this shit. There's also that point when the when the rook when the rookies, I guess they're rookies, run run in and Gregory Hines screams, "Shoot them! They're with Gonzalez!" But like. <laughs> And I couldn't tell if he was talking about right. the, the rookies. <laughs> no, nah, he was talking about the uh, the people dressed as security officers. Right, right. Just they so running, that you know yeah. that you know they're not yeah. security. But it's just funny to think like he's he's so doped up that he's like fuck <laughs> those guys. Yeah, <laughs> they've been they ain't been shit to me this whole time. They've been following it's, me around this store. <laughs> 
my god. Yeah. Well, how did the uh, how did the kidnap? Did we see Jimmy Smith following them? I might, I might have missed. It. No, how did they but know? I don't think we. I don't. We we didn't need. I didn't. I didn't need anything. You, didn't need you know, because this happened. This ha- this happens all the time, right? Where it's just like <laughs> it literally happens in, in, in movies. In yes. every one of these movies, this happens. Yeah, this happens all the time to me. You guys don't. Uh, but you know, just she's walking outside, and there they are. You know, that's great. I love it, and they're they're there, and they know, <laughs> and the but the way they catch her is what's cool about it. Because see, this is the thing about this the, the later half of this movie is they just do little like cool little stuff. She gets stuck in the in the turnstile, like, <laughs> because there's one person on one side, and one the other person, person on the other. They the timed other. it out perfectly. They were waiting there for her. They knew she was going to come out, and then they were like, "Okay, and this is what we're going to do." When she comes out, I'm going to go you, in one side. You this. have to make sure you go in right. You have to make sure you go right after her. Okay. And then you, when you go right after her, I'm going to I'm gonna pop out and she's going to try to go back, but you're going to be there and it'll be cool. And they're like, why don't we just grab her when she comes out? No, 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 dude. This is way more dramatic. Come on, man. Everybody's worst nightmare is getting stuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> stuck no, really stick in a turnstile. Okay, but then doesn't she have the opportunity to scream for help? She, oh, my God. Are you really going to overanalyze this? <laughs> it's oh, like, Jake, are you really going to overanalyze Oh, she's gone. <laughs> All right, now we're going to have to wait till she finds another, another door with a turnstile. <laughs> we have to capture her like this. It's going to be she's going to be so frightened. <laughs> she's on the bus now. Are you happy? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh so yeah, they kidnap her. They Where was this place that they took her? Was this a stadium? Or was this a mall? I thought it was I a mall. I, I can't remember. Just a mall. It was a mall in Chicago. Well, it had to be, right? Yeah, because they were like mo- dressed up as mall security officers. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, the, this is the this is the part that I didn't care because this was like a regular movie, like action scene. They <laughs> doesn't doesn't actually make any when sense. When they were like the window washer rig, I thought it was gonna be one of those lifts, like right. one of the like carts. Uh, that's <laughs> what we James, that's what we all thought. <laughs> That's what we all thought. Otherwise, you just say, nope, but there's some rope and you could scale the building. <laughs> yeah, he had to pull himself up. That is one thing that Gregory Hines' character does not get enough credit for the fact that he did like the gym class, you've got to climb a rope uh, move up an entire building. <laughs> entire building. Like he's in such great shape that he was able to do that. And that that's a movie unto itself. <laughs> My favorite part about that whole thing was that before he does anything, the other two cops run into the building. So it was like complete, like he didn't need to do this at all. There was no real tactical advantage. And if anything, he winds up getting stuck hanging from this rope, just swinging yeah. back and forth. Like, so, he could have so easily been shot at. Uh, luckily, all the bad guys are bad, have bad aim, and, and that's, that's generally how it is. how fun was that? My man slid down from the top. I was... Everything that happened at the end of this movie was complete and utter ridiculousness, and I loved it. He slides down. I don't know how he does that. Like, that's not a thing it's supposed to be able to do. Right. right. Yes. He slides fully down the rope. He's fine. Uh, he shoots that one guy, and then he's like, "Yeah!" It is. <laughs> <after> he... <laughs> or 
Wait, wait. <laughs> that's right. He says something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah he does. He, uh, like, shouts. It was great. Uh, Billy Crystal yells at his ex-wife to jump from one elevator to the other, even though I didn't fully get where they both was just her door stuck? just her, his door was open behind him we could okay. we could see it was open behind him and so if she, if she, had she not done that then she would have just been stuck until stuck. someone could have come to get her but yeah yeah <laughs> but the whole thing was that jimmy smith's uh set them up he he created a sophie's choice by rigging her elevator like both elevators were going to get stuck and Hers wasn't going to be able to open, uh, which I will say from what little I know of elevators, if you can't open it from the outside, from the inside, usually someone can open it from the outside. So Billy Crystal theoretically could have gone out of his own elevator, walked to hers, and then there's a release that would have opened the doors. (laughs) But I don't want to nitpick. There nah. was two bullets were flying. Cocaine was was going off the end. There, there was you no have time to, jump. To, to think about also, that. He was, you high. Jump. he was high on cocaine. He, he definitely was high on coke. Uh, and then he throws the rest of it. I mean, he he sniffed a little bit more, and then he threw the rest. Of it. Yeah. You want your coke? My cocaine. That was my <laughs> Jimmy Smith. Uh, he had to keep screaming, "My cocaine!" Yeah, that was yeah. the part I didn't understand. Why did he do that? Like, what was that supposed to do? Was the goal of that to just to kill them both? Just no throw. Wait, what? Well, to kill- oh, why did why did Billy do that? Yeah, to- was the was I? It felt like all that did was just anger. <laughs> Jimmy Smith. Yeah, more. I think it was supposed to. It's like uh, it, what's the other movie that's just like this where they have the diamonds and he throws. Oh the diamond. yeah, it's just a mo- to, to to get to get him distracted so that she could so that <laughs> she could. Jo- what was- <laughs> He said Titanic. Titanic. Yeah, when they throw the time. Uh uh money money talks is what it is. Oh, okay. Money talks, money talks. Yeah. <laughs> but all, but um, it's very similar yeah. premises. I mean, they're the same. They're both I mean, he's not a but he's not a cop and that neither of them are cops, but it's still a buddy. I mean Titanic. <laughs> oh yeah. That my favorite buddy cop film. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um uh yeah and, and whatever I mean they kill Jim uh, they, they they there's a fun play where they're they have the thing again of like I shot him no I shot him which I thought was funny because we have noted some in specifically Beverly Hills Cop uh Eddie Murphy doesn't really get to kill the big bad the white chief does at the end uh and this felt like I don't know if they cared or knew about that but it felt like this play of like. Was it you or me who killed him? Uh, we both did, you know, or you shot him. I shot him. And then at the end, it's just like they both shot him, I guess. Um, and they had to shoot him again. I don't know why he didn't die the first time. For suspense. Yeah. And then his body, his body rode an escalator. Come on. This movie ends with the <laughs> with his body going down the full escalator and yeah. we watch it. <laughs> and we watch it. Yeah. They really. Yeah. That was something. He was like, I don't like, I, I don't like violence, but I do want to see a dead body ride an escalator. Just yeah. the number of things that set pieces that happen at the end of this that you're just like, oh, wouldn't it be cool? It just feels like somebody said, wouldn't it be cool if, and then <laughs> it doesn't matter how it happens, you know, how it threads together. Only men think, only cis men think that saving a woman's life 
will then make her be like, now I love you. I Because okay. it is truly the, like, nothing else. There, they just ended their relationship again in a, in a, in a conflict. The only other thing that happens is that she gets kidnapped because of Billy Crystal. Right? Yeah. Almost dies. Has to jump from one elevator to the other. Witnesses multiple people be killed. And then is like, I'm with you. This is why I think Jimmy <laughs> Smith was the Cupid of this movie. This is hey, why right? it seems like a romantic comedy. Oh my God. It does yeah. feel like someone should just make an app for people who want to get together under... Uh, sort of life-threatening circumstances. <laughs> like a kind of Tinder for, yeah, uh, for right. people who want to save damsels. Yeah. <laughs> and beasts and beasts and beasts and, 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 and damsels. So it's a bit yeah. like farmers only, but it's yeah. like, it's, uh, you know, bloodlust must be involved. Like, you oh. all make a match, then... Our team of experts will kidnap one of you. Oh, my God. And the other, if it's truly a match, we'll have to solve some clues, fight some bad guys, and uh, do whatever to save uh, this this person who then you'll maybe go on a date. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> then you if maybe you... get coffee. um yeah and then but we don't even we don't even get to see them go back to key west i kind of wanted to see them back in key west like at the bar chilling i don't really care about these other two guys no because they tried to sell it yeah that's true yeah wait do they were but they are still retiring aren't they no yeah no they don't know they because they because they talk about retiring and then they go we could also sell it and they sort of end on that they end on on that note to make Mm -hmm. us think like these are lovable, <laughs> reckless cops are going to be back at it again. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, because they also say at one point, I think they're like, uh, we, the city needs us too much. Right. Yeah. They, they say something like, can we really leave millions of people in their hands and these other two guys? I'm like, the egos of these people is you think that they're saving the city. Literally everything that happens in this movie has nothing to do with the city. (laughs) The city's like not involved. And if anything, they created as much destruction as... They created... They are why all of this happened. Like, like, it didn't have to happen like this. But Yeah. Yeah. Also, I'll just like, Jimmy Smith's, if he just got out of jail... He's got a PO and he's got a parole officer that he's got to report to. If anybody knows what Jimmy Smith is up to, it's his parole officer. (laughs) But also, if you need to find Jimmy Smith, you just go straight to his PO and you say, hey, have you seen Jimmy Smith? If he hasn't checked in, (laughs) then that's a parole violation. He immediately goes back to prison. This movie is over before it began. (laughs) The whole idea that at no point they decide to reach out and say, you know what? This man just got out of prison. He's got a parole officer. He's probably got lawyers who are in his life. There are plenty of people who are tracking his movements. We can't trust any of that. <laughs> we don't even go to his parole officer. We know where he used to live, where a murder happened. And then we learn later that he moved someplace else. No, all that shit should be on record somewhere. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Still, what a, what a delightful, crazy film. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it was. I just feel like while I was watching it, you know, I was just thinking about how, like, you know, the guy, the girl who, uh, the woman, excuse me, who Gregory Hines was, like, you know, sleeping around with, you know, her, mm-hmm. her, her man gets arrested, um, you know, at the end of the movie, uh, Billy, Billy Crystal's ex-wife is like, what dentist, like, for, fully forgets about who they is. And I just feel like, that is the collateral beauty of this movie is like those, those tarnished relationships is right. that there's a, there's a collat there's a collateral beauty to that. What? That's the sequel that? I want to see <laughs> is like <laughs> the dentist that Billy Crystal's ex-wife stood up that she was engaged to and stood up to get back with Billy Crystal and Marianne, I think, was uh, the the woman who yes. uh, who was arrested to go on a date. Yeah, oh, she who, was arrested to go on the date. Yeah, mm-hmm. or no, mm-hmm. she wasn't arrested. He got her. He got her husband arrested so that he wouldn't be around, so that they could presumably go on a date without feeling like they were like stepping out and sneaking around. They could go to whatever fancy <laughs> restaurant without fear of running into her husband. Uh, fucking, uh, yeah, that weird, uh, that weird thing. While yeah. the best song ever played, which I had to pull <laughs> Man, up the lyrics, those songs to climaxes man-sized love. <laughs> Wait, who sings the running scared song in the beginning? Because they there's a there right. was a running scared. I don't remember. Song. I don't know who sang that one. If you look <laughs> yeah. that up, I just want to read you a few lyrics from yes, Climax's Man-Sized Love. This is the chorus. I want a man-sized love, passion and control of my tenderness. Baby, won't you hold me? Show me. Can you show me what a man-sized love is? Give me a king-sized kiss. Thrill me with the things that I understand. Can't you see I need it? Show me. You're a man-size man. Wow. Show me the things... Show me the things I need? What is it? Also, what is a man-sized man? (laughs) If you are a man, you have a size of a man. Like, you are... You just exist. It's just... Show me you exist. Oh, wow. Climax. K-L-Y-M-A double X climax. Climax, yeah. And then Michael McDonald saying the sweet freedom. No more running down the wrong road, dancing to a different drum. Can't you see what's going on deep inside your heart? Always searching for the real thing. Living like it's far away. Just leave all the madness in yesterday. You're holding the key when you believe it. Shine, sweet freedom. Shine your light on me. Th- this was an incredible film. <laughs> Patty LaBelle and New Edition also had songs on this soundtrack. This. this soundtrack yes. is fire. What? Okay, hold on. I got to find this. And Fee Waybill is who performed the Running Scared uh, theme song. Oh, yeah. that's the, There it is. Running Scared, the theme song. <laughs> Fee Waybill. Wow. Fee Waybill is the lead singer and songwriter of San Francisco band, The Tubes. Wow. What a, all right. Well, anyway, sorry. It's, uh, uh, I'm glad we just completely ignored James's collateral beauty well, thing. Well, no, that no, we weird. talked about it. No, okay, whatever. It didn't make any sense. Um, <laughs> we, t- we talked about collateral beauty. In the- okay, that's fine. Uh, 
Gerard likes to talk to Hollywood. He just is like, he says something like, dear Hollywood, um, you know, listen, it's cool that, you know, you make movies with black people, but also like, don't be promoting cops like that. Like, it's wrong. Uh, you know, he says something like that. Yo, this Michael McDonald song is seven minutes and 40 seconds long. I know, it's so long. <laughs> Why is it so long? It's, it's truly uh. insufferable. It's time for the cause. Okay, the cause we rate and review films not based on how much we liked it, but whether or not it helped the cause of more leading black actors in Hollywood. So if we feel like Damn. it fully helped the cause, we give it a black fist. If it somewhat helped the cause, we give it a white palm. If it didn't really help the cause at all, we don't give it anything. So whether it helped the cause of leading Ooh. black actors in Hollywood. All right. Oh. Ooh. You guys ready? Hold on. No, I'm not. I got to do some research real quick before. <laughs> got to do some research. Say if I'm ready. Let me just What's look What's the real paper quick. on? <laughs> All right. All right. Cool. Cool. All right. Here we go. I'm ready. Three, two, one. All right. One black <laughs> fist and two white pops. <laughs> All right. Wait. Okay. Well, I gave it a black. Here's why I gave it a black fist. I don't think this movie was super successful and memorable. Like, I don't, like, I don't think it's a, when people talk about buddy cop movies, running scared isn't generally on the top of, on people's lists. But I do think that one, Gregory Hines still got to do some more stuff. And this was one, another movie that he got to do. But also I do think that people, this was another film in which people were like, all right, we can't always put a black, actor in one of these cop movies because it's fun to have a black actor and another actor who gets to talk about the fact that the black actor is black even though this movie didn't do that at all which is kind of cool like there this movie was one of those films which is a buddy movie in which they weren't like constantly talking about race i don't think they were really talking about gregory hines race at all mm -mm. which is which is which is kind of cool uh so that's why i, I gave it a fist but yeah, I understand why. Yeah, why did you guys give you it a why it... Um, I mean, I I see what you're saying as far as yeah, Gregory Hines just got to be, and there's something nice about that. But his version of just being seemed to continually criminalize other black and brown people, and yeah, it feels like so many of the people that like he directly was like fucking their lives up were like again i think about uh marianne's poor husband that like as a cop he's cheating he's he's gotten her to cheat on her husband and then is using his power as a police officer <laughs> to criminalize this successful black man like it looks like when Hen when henry lewis gates got arrested where like outside his own home like they, they knock on his door Parking tickets <laughs> and the, the cops just fucking drag him away like it's oh, no. no big deal. And so he he broke up a very happy, what seemed like a happy black home. Then, yeah, the Skip Gates of Chicago is now, who knows what happened to that man? He may still be in prison to this day. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I feel like it might have been one step forward for Gregory Hines but a lot of steps backwards. I'll even put like, yeah, Jimmy Smith's like 
who knows what Jimmy Smith was going to do with that $50,000. You just assumed and pushed him into a life of Uzis (laughs) and cocaine. That's true. Because the criminal justice system isn't fair where he could actually go get a real job. It's so difficult to try to get a job when you've got a criminal record. And so, of course, you go back to the life that you know. So, yeah, so I... uh, I can't. Yeah, I, he swore off, he swore off Uzis before before Billy Crystal and, and Gregory Hines was just hanging out at that basketball court. Then he saw them and it was like, ah. Oh, yeah, he let re-traum- me pick up another Uzi. <laughs> he was re-traumatized. For all you know, he might have been showing up to that basketball court to become the Pat Riley for that street ball team. <laughs> he had on a nice suit. His hair was slicked back. He was he you know he was like, yeah, they need a coach, and that coach is going to be me. <laughs> I forgot they went back to that basketball court. The oh, start yeah, of them they, yeah. k- killing Joey Pants. Yeah. I yeah, I give it a um yeah. I I had some issues with particularly Gregory Hines's role and and how that related to being a a black cop. And I like in these movies when it's when they don't make it all about race, but then it started to become it started to become an issue to me that he would like that it never came up like it, <laughs> it, he never had any kind of remorse or like feeling of he didn't see you know it just it seemed like there were some blinders there and then you know i jimmy jimmy smith this is his first film credit according to um uh wiki so oh, you wow. know and he's obviously a huge star so like you know it's that's it's good for that like it's good that like these that these people got to to work but i think in terms of like the way the representation is you know it is his first film role and he is playing a drug lord so um uh you know there the issues for that reason for sure that makes sense all right well Wyatt, thank you so much for coming on the pod thank you for showing me what a man-sized man (laughs) can be you both showed me two different man sizes and that's true i appreciate it thank you <laughs> yes um uh can people follow you on social media is there anything you'd like to promote um i don't really have anything to promote i mean i guess the running scared soundtrack we could maybe see <laughs> yeah. we could see what the power of this podcast is if we boost spotify streams for it i'm on social media <laughs> Uh, at Wyatt Snack on Twitter and Instagram, or you can also follow Fee Waybill, uh, the guy <laughs> who sang the Running Scared Honestly. theme song. He's got an Instagram page and uh, not a big follower count, so it's possible we could one get that follower count up, and two maybe reach out to him about if there's a Snyder cut of this movie. <laughs> uh, amazing. Um, you can follow us at Blackman Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Blackmanpodcast.com is our website. We have links to merchandise uh, and uh, a defunct Patreon that we keep saying we're going to bring back. And one day we shall. One of these days. Uh, but we have a year's worth of episodes. So if you've never subscribed to it, you can subscribe, listen to this episode and unsubscribe. So that's that's cool. Um, and then if you rate and review us on iTunes, give us five stars. We'll read your review on the air. This one is by Zane Holloman. An absolute joy. Straight up wonderful. I came here from Blank Check and I'm glad I did. The Spider-Verse episode was almost as joyous and enlightening as the movie itself. Keep up the good work. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, and Blank Check, another amazing uh, podcast uh, you guys can listen to. Um, and then you can follow me at John Brelock. 
at Gerard Milligan. And you can follow me at James Third Comedy. Third is three R D. And fee way bill. I thought you were saying fee. It's fee. Okay, fee. 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 Okay. <laughs> fee. And then way bill. One word. <laughs> Our producer said she's way attracted to him. <laughs> really? Well, look. I mean, honestly, is he attractive? I didn't. I didn't look. I him mean, no, no. Nah, nah, he got a. He got like a. It's like he got a man size man. <laughs> wait, wait, I know it's a different song, but he got you just gotta see him and you feel <laughs> he has an energy about him. Yeah. That's funny. Um, I bet, yeah. I bet he'd be like a really like a lovely guy to like sit uh, outside like as the sun sets and he's maybe got a guitar, he's got a couple beers, he's telling you stories about what it was like to <laughs> hang out it. with uh, Gregory Hines and Billy Crystal, <laughs> even though he never did because he was just commissioned to write a song. They didn't actually invite him to set. Uh, yeah, there's no way. Yeah, uh, And then also he had the titular song, but then like three other songs that were way more popular than his song yeah. that were in the movie. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, thank you once again for coming on the pod and thank you guys for listening. We will see you next week. Peace. Forever. Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production produced by Melissa D. Bonds. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcast on YouTube at youtube.com slash foreverdogteam. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at foreverdogteam to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news. Forever Dog. What's up, Black Men Can't Jump comic book fans? James III here to talk to you about my comic series, Junior, available now on Kickstarter. The ghost with the most past due child support is back in four brand new issues of this semi-autobiographical supernatural comic series. It's got all sorts of spooky hijinks for fans of Beetlejuice, The Good Place, and The Mummy, stuff like that, and features award-winning artists from Marvel, DC, Dark Horse, and more. It's available on Kickstarter through June 9th. Go to ruleof3inc.com or follow me at ruleof3inc on IG for more details. Donate today!